0: Hey, welcome back, folks. It's always a pleasure to be here. Today is going to be a great uh, afternoon with everyone. We're going to talk about Roe v. Wade abortion, abortion rights, the Supreme Court. My goal today is to make sure you are very informed about how the Supreme Court works and what went into their ruling. This is the the, uh, opinion of the court. (laughs) I should say opinions of the court because there was a there was a majority opinion there was a concurring opinion there was another concurring opinion and then there was a dissenting opinion uh so i read all of it and i want to make sure that you are kind of empowered to kind of uh, understand you know the arguments that the supreme court is making that the the congress has made and kind of what goes into this all right you're going to get the legal eye perspective uh so that when you uh, discuss this matter. You're you're more uh, empowered to to discuss it. Okay. Um, and uh, oh, <laughs> I thought of a funny joke. All right. So today I went to the gas station. All right, gas is uh, right now. It's about it's a little under seven dollars a gallon. And uh, as I was putting in gas, and when I was done, I just felt like screwed over. I felt. Like, violated financially. I felt like I was taken advantage of. I just felt miserable, right? And then it hit me. Oh, this is what civilians feel after they hire a lawyer. Right. My fellow lawyers, if you want to know how the civilians feel after they hire us, go to a gas station and fill up your car. <laughs> it finally hit me. Like, gosh, I hate lawyers. <laughs> uh, and then the other joke I, I, I may have once said uh, uh, several episodes ago. This lawyer walks into a law firm, and he's super, super, super excited. He's like, champagne and and pizza for everyone. And he's like, jumping up and down. They're like, what happened? Why are you so happy? He's like, I won my big appeal. They're like, you won? He goes, yes, my client had five life sentences. And because I won the appeal, I got it down to four life sentences. All right, freaking lawyers. Okay. Okay. So, um, and then another thing I had this, this past week, a lot of people ran a lot of things by me, (laughs) you know, this run up by my lawyer. I got a lot of calls. Uh, One of them that stuck out was this guy. He, he, he called on behalf of his son. His son is 27 years old and his son has uh, these kind of different like mental type of things. And sometimes he kind of goes off the loose end and just does things that, that uh, don't make sense after he kind of, you know, gets back on his medication and whatnot. And uh, during the time that he kind of went off his medication, he somehow ended up at a big car dealership and uh, somehow he bought a car. Okay. He has no money, bad credit. And they, they uh, sold him a car. And what he signed, the contract he signed, it was for uh, he's, the twenty-seven thousand dollar car, right? All A one hundred percent financing, um, for like a used Honda. Okay, Uh, for twenty-seven thousand, so it was overpriced as is. And then somehow the final price was fifty-three thousand dollars. <coughs> so the car was twenty-seven thousand, and then there was another twenty-six thousand dollars in fees. They managed to sell him. I had to write some of this down. Um, a, a loan cancellation agreement. Uh they had they they uh which was like eleven hundred dollars, they somehow got him to sign a tire warranty for like fifteen hundred, a theft patrol protection in case his car gets stolen, another fifteen hundred, and all these different types of uh, services for the car, like three thousand dollars each and thirty five hundred dollars each. It was crazy. Um, and there was like so much more. Uh and so it was, uh, it's going to be a tough one. You know, I looked at everything and I said, okay, we're going to have to find a way to get this kid. I know he's like about 25 or 27. was it 25 or 27 in that range. Uh, but, you know, I'm old enough to still call him a kid. So we're going to have to find a way to get this kid out of this contract. <laughs> okay. So, um, you know, I kind of went over it a little bit and, uh, you know, so I'm kind of talking to those guys, uh, but I was happy that they called me for the run up by my lawyer. <laughs> and then I want to address... Uh, there's been some great comments uh in the past episodes and um you know oh, our producer Zeke he had a good idea of of me taking a look at one of these comments. Uh one person wrote and this is in regard to the episode of uh they you know my my boss made me wear a rainbow during uh Pride month. And this one person said I'm going to like leave out the bad words. God this piece of s is starting to Piss me off. Is piss a bad word? I don't know. Uh, for the millionth times, love who you want to love. Dang it. He didn't say dang it. Um, no one cares about your sexuality, but don't force that stuff. Okay. Uh, is that a different word? Down everyone else's throat. This is kind of the the idea like, okay, fine. If somebody wants to be gay, be as gay as you want. Just don't show off. <laughs> right. Uh, and a lot, I've heard that a lot of times. I mean, gosh, it's, it's gotta be, you know, I've heard that a lot of times. Um, I don't know. I don't know if the, the same applies, you know, if, if they get just as upset of heterosexuals, you know, show off their, their pride, you know, the princess, when I was a kid, the princess Diane wedding, you know, oh, like everyone in England was like, yeah, heterosexual marriage, you know, I don't know. Um, so obviously there's, uh, this commentator as he, he goes, he or she goes by episode gaming play, uh, just said, be gay as long as you're in the closet or you don't show off. Okay. Um, anyway, so interesting comment there. Now we're going to talk about, uh, abortion and Roe v. Wade and, uh, you know, all of these, uh, these different kinds of constitutional, uh, arguments. And by the way, This is the opinion of the court that was uh, issued on June 24, 2022. 213 pages uh, is the Supreme Court's opinion. And I had the the pleasure of reading the whole thing and kind of, uh, and and now I'm going to kind of put it in a way that you could understand what's going on. And it's not, you know, it's not as easy as this, uh, oh, it's women's rights or, oh, it's, you know, um uh, you know, whatever the baby's rights, It's, it's, a, it's a kind of a complicated decision, um, that I'm going to walk you through so that when, whether you're against it, whether you're for uh choice, whether you're pro-life, whatever you are is fine with me. I just want to make sure you're informed about how the court, uh, went through this very important decision, right? Okay. So, um, first off, and the court makes a, a point of explaining this and, you know, uh, the, the procedure of the abortion, right? So the court is saying that, you know, kind of in an early, uh, pregnancy, the kind of the medical procedure of, um, what the court is saying, you know, killing the fetus is, uh, you know, you take this kind of like you, you, you basically suck the fetus out, <laughs> right? And then when you suck the fetus out and then it's not getting any more oxygen or nutrients and it's obviously going to die. Right. Uh, so that's the kind of procedure in the, in the very, like the first, 12, 13 weeks, let's say. And for the doctors listening, forgive me. I know this is a bad summary. This is just like a like a very small summary of it, right? Um, so anyway, and then the court also says about the uh, pills that could be taken in the first, you know, uh, you know, f- several weeks. And that that is kind of does the same thing, and, except that it kind of, it, it administers something that kind of kills off the nutrients or oxygen to the fetus. Uh, and then it, it, you know, it obviously won't be brought to term that way. Uh, Then the court, um, and it it doesn't go into that much medical detail. That's why I'm not going into that much medical detail. They just kind of like, you know, explained it really quick. Um, And that after the first like 12 or 13 weeks to uh, terminate the pregnancy, it's kind of a little bit more, um, more complicated because by then after 12 weeks, you know, the baby's obviously bigger, right? So at that point, it's not just a simple kind of like suck it out. It's there's, they call it dilating everything, you know, uh, and then evacuating the fetus. And to do that, there's a little bit more kind of, um, you know, pulling, (laughs) I guess you can call it. Um, I know it sounds, I know, I know, but I want to, um, I want to make sure you're understanding what the, how the Supreme court is kind of deciding all of this. Okay. Um, And then, uh, so that's a kind of more complicated process. And it's, uh, you know, they call it the dilating and evacuating. Uh, After that, if it's a, a very, you know, advanced pregnancy, then it's a very serious process. It's a very, you know, to get the the fetus out of there, it's not as as simple as sucking it out. It's not as simple as evacuating it, as they call it. It's, a you know, um, it, it was a kind of more treacherous process, okay? Um, and, and I think my, my gut feeling, obviously, why the court did this is so that they can kind of, um, in the opinion, they're starting to justify, you know, things like, Well, the unborn have rights too, (laughs) you know? And uh, so that's kind of why I think the court kind of gave some of that medical kind of background. Again, the court didn't go into a lot of medical background. And, um, you know, I kind of just, uh, you know, explained some of the stuff that they said. Um, There's also, um, the court didn't go in as much opinion in in this one. Um, There's also been these weird cases or disputes about, Uh, What to do with the fetus after it has been terminated, you know, or after the pregnancy has been terminated. Um, There's all these different like disputes, you know, do, do do they incinerate the baby? Do they, um, you know, uh, you know, put it in with the general medical waste? Do they, you know, what the heck do they do? Right. So there's been a lot of debate about that. Um, And also there was this really miserable case in, uh, in, Indiana, this one doctor, uh, after he died in the year 2019, you know, he was retired for a while. So after he died, uh, his family was going to sell his house or whatnot, and they found 20, they found over 2,000 disposed fetuses in the house. Apparently, this doctor, after doing the abortion, he would just collect it and he would keep the fetuses somehow at his house. It was such a disaster, you know, and then the police ended up investigating. The guy had already died, right? But they were investigating. They were trying to figure out how the hell this happened and why he collected these and why he, why nobody even thought about how they're supposed to be disposed. Uh, and then even in his car, when they got his car, there was uh, fetuses in the trunk, you know? I mean, it was disastrous, right? So anyway, uh, I'm going over this because different courts have kind of discussed these issues uh, when they are deciding these cases, okay, uh, and of course, there's also uh, they go into that, you know, if if a per- if a woman cannot have an abortion or that after she wants to, kind of the uh, you know what the the imposition in, in terms of the pregnancy and the healthcare decisions that she has to make and the the cost and then the you know the effects uh, you know for you know her whole life, right? So we are obviously talking about something that these courts have uh, kind of strained to decide, kind of like to interpret the law and to uh, make, you know, uh, these opinions. Okay, so um, now that being said, uh, to, the, to the Supreme Court case, uh, back to the Supreme Court case. So the justices, the Supreme Court justices, the majority of them, okay, the ruling goes like this. Uh, they start off, uh, they address Roe v. Wade. It was a 1973 decision. And that decision in 1973 said that the Constitution provides a fundamental right for women to have an abortion, especially, you know, before the baby is viable. Right. Um, And so that that. Uh, That Supreme Court decision in 1973 basically said because a woman has that right and that fundamental right, you know, is derived from, you know, it's her health, it's her choices, it's her like privacy right that, you know, so that like, you know, nobody else has the right to know exactly what she wants to do with her, you know, uh, medical decisions with her body, you know, that type of thing. And because the Supreme Court in 1973 made that ruling that that is a constitutional right, then after 1973, no state is allowed to uh, make a law against that, you know? So they couldn't make abortions illegal, you know, um, in the first, uh, whatever, like 13, 14 weeks, you know? Uh, They couldn't make it illegal, all right? And I say 13, like, there is a little bit of, um, you know, ambiguity, right? Because it's not like Roe v. Wade said abortions are always allowed under all circumstances, even at freaking nine months of pregnancy. No, that's not what it said. Okay. So that's why it's, and this court made it a point to say that, well, they said, well, this is going to be a a tough uh, opinion to keep working because you know, uh, the technology changes, the viability changes. Sometimes babies are viable at three weeks. Well, not three weeks, but you know what I'm saying? Like it's uh, the, the, the tech, everything is changing. So it's hard to kind of sort out how we're going to do this. Okay. So anyway, uh, so after 1973, that became, so to speak, the law of the land. All right. And, and the way it works goes like this. The Supreme court in 1973 stated that because this is a fundamental right and it's rooted in the Constitution. Uh, therefore, and then the Fourteenth Amendment uh, says that if there are any sort of fundamental rights, no state can um, uh, what abridge or, or or take away those fundamental rights. So, no state in the country had the constitutional authority after Roe v. Wade to make a law that uh, outlawed abortions in in this early, you know, in the it would, for the very least the first fifteen weeks or so, right? So that became the law, right? Now, what this court said is that that decision was an absolute disaster, okay? This court said that um, now we're going to get, you know, like a little bit deeper into the actual legal wording uh, of the Supreme Court's decision. Uh, To start with, the the court says that, look— there are, in the Constitution, there are a lot of rights. And uh, the important rights, so to speak, are the, the rights that are uh, specifically detailed, right? Um, is that a redundant term, specifically detailed, right? uh, the, the Meaning, like, the First Amendment, the right to free speech, okay? The Second Amendment, the right to bear arms, okay? Uh, the Fourth Amendment, about, like, You know, when searches can be done, um, you know, the Fifth Amendment. No, you don't have to self-incriminate yourself, self-incriminate yourself. All right. Uh, The Sixth Amendment and the Seventh Amendment, you know, the rights to uh, in a criminal prosecution. You have the right to have your attorney. uh, You have a right to a jury of your peers. Uh, The Eighth Amendment, you know, no cruel and unusual punishment. All right. Um, So those are some of the the actual very specific rights Specific rights in the Constitution, all right, and um, then you know, like uh, the court says, they you know, I mean, I'm, it, it's uh, not uh, the joke or whatever. Go, well, well, you look through the Constitution, and we did not find in any anywhere the right to an abortion, right? Uh, this is what the Supreme Court is saying. So, what they said is, all right, so so right out of the gate we have the, like, textual rights, okay, and then we have rights that are not specifically mentioned, okay? Um, Then there has been, over the several uh, decades and centuries, there's been laws that said, okay, there are rights that are not specifically mentioned in the Constitution, but they are fundamental rights, Uh, you know, things like uh, you know, same-sex marriage, um, you know, the, the courts have ruled assisted suicide is not one of those fundamental rights. You know, things like uh, certain educational uh, rights and things like that. So there, so those rights were kind of, the way that works is, uh, according to the Supreme Court case, and it's the majority opinion, so this is the law of the land, right? Um, the way that works is if it's not a specifically mentioned right? then there has to, for it to be a fundamental right that, that is something like, well, the constitution gives you this right, even though it's not mentioned, it has to be some sort of fundamental right. So then what the Supreme court says is, well, let's look back at history. All right. And then the Supreme court goes over centuries of history. Uh, and, and it goes, man, one of my pet peeves is, when they go back and they start citing old British cases, right? Um, I don't know why. It's like, dude, we are not in England, uh, right? But nonetheless, they always go back. And when they go over history, they, they go back to, to to the England. It's like, that's our mother law, you know? Um, so they go back that far, right? And they go back to, you know, I think the 1200s even, or right? So... What they do when they go back to the 1200s is basically they're citing first of all, the laws in England and uh, these old legal scholars like William Blackstone. Here's a picture of William Blackstone. The reason why it's a painting that you're looking at and not a photograph is because William Blackstone lived in the 1700s, okay, in England, and there was no photography. Uh, So these are... Uh, you know, okay, so we're not going to have photos. So here it is. You look at it, William Blackstone in the 1700s. Our friend here did, um, you know, okay, so there's no photograph. So they're even citing his kind of philosophy and, and what he was writing about, what the common law, the common law means like back in the day, you know, before there was like uh, a lot of statutes, The the common law was just basically how the courts interpreted the law. All right. And back then, before United States was, you know, uh, the United States, right, uh, abortion was not really legal, okay? Now, why do I say not really legal? Because it wasn't, um, it was illegal after, uh, like, some cases cited this thing about the quickening. What the heck is the quickening? It's kind of like when the baby starts moving and stuff, okay? So when the baby starts moving and stuff, that was kind of the the theory was this must be when the baby could live on its own, blah, blah, blah. And after that, there was a lot of laws that kind of distinguish that once that happens, then uh, any sort of abortion after that could be even punishable by a crime, okay? So this Supreme Court, what it does is it cites these old, old laws that said all of that, right? Then this Supreme Court said that kind of like earlier than this quickening, there wasn't really a criminality thing if you have an abortion like early on. okay. Uh, but the Supreme Court did say that it wasn't uh, condemned, but it also wasn't condoned. (laughs) All right. What the heck? Um, I mean, if you ask Joe Samo here, if it's not illegal, darn it, then it's legal, <laughs> right? But uh, this Supreme Court said no, it was not illegal, but it wasn't also legal. It wasn't like encouraged, I guess, okay. So they that's when they're they're citing all of this old, old law. Why are they citing all of this old, old law is because of the United States Supreme Court majority here is saying that if, it's not a particular textual right, like the, you know, uh, self-incrimination, you, r- you have a right to an attorney in a criminal case, you have a right to a jury in a criminal case. If it's not a particular texted, not ah, texted, no, no, not like an iPhone text. If it's not a particular texted uh, right, uh, then it has to be, a somehow it was a fundamental right back in the day, like before these Uh, these laws were written, right? Or before the constitution was written or before this amendment was passed, things like that, okay? And then what they're saying is, no, the abortion was not a fundamental right, especially in old England. Um, Then they went on to say, okay, with the states, um, even when the states were starting to be formed and er uh, early on in their legislation, more or less, a lot of states had laws that just like, you know, completely banned abortion, even like the, you know, second week or whatever. Um, and then some states banned it uh, like after the quickening, you know, like like later on in the pregnancy. So the Supreme Court is basically saying that, all right, so the right to an abortion is not a text. Like it's not, it's not, there's not an amendment that says all women should have a right to abortion. Okay, so it's. I think we all agree that it's not like the text of the Constitution, right? Uh, then the Supreme Court, like I, like I'm going into pain and detail, and they, hey, don't yell at me. I had to read like freaking a hundred pages of this kind of old school stuff. I, uh, maybe it maybe is even more than a hundred pages of this was kind of like de- describing this old school stuff because then they also cited the laws of every single state um, before Roe v. Wade. Okay. And what they're saying is, you know, even after the states were formed and long after they were formed all the way up to Roe v. Wade, most of the states did not have anything that allowed, like gave a right to an abortion. In fact, most states, uh, it was illegal after, you know, a certain, you know, amount of weeks. And then some states, uh, it was illegal always. And there was like, you know, a few states that maybe didn't make it illegal, okay? So basically then what the Supreme Court is saying is that the right to an abortion, like I said, it's not a text of the Constitution. And apparently the Supreme Court is saying it is not uh, like some sort of deep-rooted fundamental right. Okay, so that is what the Supreme Court says. Now they said that Roe v. Wade was incorrectly decided uh, and all of the cases that affirmed Roe v. Wade was uh, improperly decided. And there was a very big... Supreme Court case in 1992 uh, called Casey that reaffirmed Roe v. Wade, and then this court said that that was also wrong. Uh, one thing that I've always wondered: okay, the Supreme Court, what uh, they're supposed to do is interpret the Constitution. Okay, so there was a class in law school. You know, I was in when I went to law school in Berkeley. It was called constitutional law. Okay, and there was another class called constitutional law two. All right. <laughs> uh, And basically, it's the interpretation of the Constitution. So these judges are not—they're interpreting the same dang language (laughs) as they did in 1973 and again in 1992. So apparently, these judges are saying that the the judges from before must have failed constitutional law because they freaking had it wrong for 50 years. (laughs) For 50 years, they had it wrong. Uh, And that the dissenting opinion of three judges— also have it wrong. So apparently those three Supreme Court judges that wrote the dissenting opinion did worse in constitutional law class than Joe Samo did, apparently, right? I don't know. Um, I mean, that's what's going on. That's what they're, that is what they're saying. Literally, ding, 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 remember that word? Literally, you don't have to ever say it, but they literally said the other judges don't know how to read the freaking Constitution, apparently, okay? Okay. And uh now, okay, what do they go to next? Uh, what they go to next is is this uh, principle it's called stare ces, okay um, the way I, I could remember how to spell it is stare like you're staring. and then DEC Isis. All right That's how it spells like a Latin term, right? So the the theory of stare DCs goes like this. It's basically, uh, when something is settled, when there's a law that's settled by courts, then don't um, you don't want to overturn settled law, okay uh, And there's good reasoning behind this, and that's basically is because uh, the lawyers, the you know politicians and and uh, policymakers and and city makers and mayors and governors, they want to know what the freaking law is so that they could, uh, you know, uh, plan their lives and plan the society and make rules and pass rules and, and all that good stuff, right? So you have to know what the law is, okay? Um, in fact, there's been like, there's a theory with uh, lawyers and judges and it was in the Supreme Court in, in like older decisions. It said, uh, it was like the law being settled is more important than the law being settled correctly, all right? What that means is we want to know what the freaking law is, and that's even if it's a little wrong, it's more important that we know what the law is so that we could plan the society and plan the rules and all that other stuff I said. It's more important that it's settled than it is that it's settled properly, okay? Uh, so now the court has to address that, uh, that principle of stare-deces, because... There's a theory that even if the 1973 Supreme Court decision was, you know, incorrect, that they should leave it alone because once you start changing it, darn it, then what's going to happen in 10 years from now? We're going to have new justices maybe and maybe they're going to change it again. And then what happens and, you know, whatever, then a Democrat wins and a Republican wins and then every 10 years it's going to shift uh that's not supposed to be that way i mean it's the same freaking constitution right so it's not supposed to continually change right um so that's the theory of the stair dcs this court uh went against that all right that's a big deal they're the opinion of the majority in terms of the stair dcs i think a lot of lawyers okay uh, take issue with this part of the Supreme Court decision. And these are lawyers that are pro-choice, pro-life. You know, uh, this is the part of the Supreme Court decision that's kind of a little out there. Um, and it has, the, the funny thing is that it doesn't have that much to do with whether you're pro-life or pro-choice. It's a theory of stare DCs. Uh, You know, like they're overturning settled law, which is a big no-no. Um, and then the, the Supreme Court says this. They said, and they're correct in the sense that we can overturn previous supreme court decisions if there was a uh like a serious violation of the constitution or a serious like grave injustice to humanity and and if the if there's a previous decision that was so bad we can um you know, violate the idea of stare DCs and we can overturn previous United States Supreme Court decisions. For example, the, the most popular example, and it's cited in this case Brown versus the Board of Education of, and you want a little trivia, what city was it? Brown versus the Board of Education. It was the Board of Education of what city? Dur, 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 dur. Topeka, Kansas. All right. So uh, in 1954, the United States Supreme Court in Brown versus the Board of Education of Topeka, Kansas, uh, ruled that the um, rights of, uh, you know, like uh, segregation and segregating against, uh, you know, races is unconstitutional. And they overturned a previous decision of uh, a Supreme court decision of versus, uh, Plessy versus Ferguson. And that previous decision said, we can uh, segregate and we could separate the races as long as they uh, it's like equal, you know, so these, you know, the black people have their own uh, restaurants or trains or hotels and the white people have it. That's fine. As long as it's separate, you know, uh, we could separate them as long as it's kind of equal the, the stuff that they have. So that was a previous Supreme Court decision. Even with fundamental rights, we can we can separate the races and we could segregate. Even with fundamental rights like voting or education or you know uh, whatever, all this other stuff, right? All the other rights are okay. Uh, and then Brown versus Board of Education said, you know, in a case where the uh, black community was going to schools that were inferior, uh, they said no. This whole theory of of uh, keeping things separate but equal for fundamental rights is unconstitutional and we are overturning this horrible precedent of Plessy versus Ferguson. Um, that So this court said, are you folks ready? Are you sitting down? Okay, be careful if you're driving. This Supreme Court said that the 1973 Roe v. Wade was just as wrong, just as bad as uh, Plessy versus Ferguson, you know, it was just as as uh, wrong, you know, uh, in terms of constitutional uh, analysis uh, as as separate but equal. Like, whoa, that's pretty big. Uh, other cases, by the way, of the United States Supreme Court overturning uh, previous uh, law was like they they there was cases where they said, okay, we could apply the death penalty if if somebody committed a crime like under eighteen. And then later they said, no, that's not, that would be a, a violation of the Constitution if, if the crime committed was under 18 and uh, you know we can't apply the death penalty. So that was another example of something that was overturned. Another thing that was overturned by the United States Const- uh, Supreme Court, there was cases that said, no, a state can discriminate against gay couples by not allowing gay couples to be legally married, right? Um, and then a Supreme Court decision in 2015 overruled those previous decisions saying uh no, it is a fundamental right for uh same-sex couples to be legally married so now you cannot discriminate and uh, not allow a same-sex couple to be married. okay So what this Supreme Court is saying uh basically is that the Roe we <laughs> Roe v Wade was so wrongly decided um that it is okay, to overcome this uh, principle of stare-deces. Uh, uh, I think, uh, you know, and and like I said, look, pro-life, pro-choice, it doesn't matter. Like, that one is uh, the big one in terms of how the Supreme Court justified it, okay? I do want to say, I, I've been reading a lot of people and a lot of the, like, journalists and commentators saying, oh, when, when these particular justices, uh, when they were seeking a affirmations to to become a Supreme Court judge that they lied under oath uh, by saying that they're not going to overturn Roe v. Wade. Okay, here, let's take a quick listen to a couple of their uh, what they said. Without Roe v. Wade is that it has been reaffirmed many times over the past uh, 45 years, as you know. Again, I can't pre-commit or say, yes, I'm going in with some agenda because I'm not. I don't have any agenda. I have no agenda. Uh, that courts in general should follow their, their past precedents, and it's important for a variety of reasons. It's important because it limits the power of the, of the judiciary. To try to overrule Casey, um, I have an agenda to stick to the rule of law and decide cases as they come. Again, I would tell you that Roe versus Wade decided in 1973 the a precedent of the United States Supreme Court. It has been reaffirmed. The reliance interest considerations are important there. Now, I'm going to make one thing. One thing I absolutely say, and I will argue this like tooth and nail. Those justices did not, not lie to Congress. Okay? Uh, they did not say that they were not going to overturn Roe v. Wade. Uh, they said, it's kind of like this. If the, the Congress members would say... You know, oh, do you think Roe v. Wade is the law? They said, yes. Do you think Roe v. Wade is well-settled law? They said, yes. Do you believe in stare DCs? They said, yes, it's a very important principle. Uh, And then that was it, the questioning. I don't understand why. They never went so far as to say, are you going to overturn it? Do you think that there is justification to overturn Roe v. Wade? And they didn't go that far and then have a justice say, I will overturn it. Like, so- it, you know, us lawyers, judges, like, they're very, very careful in what they say. It's almost like saying, do you think Roe v. Wade is, is uh, good law? And, and then the justices said, yeah, it's good law right now. Okay, that's kind of ha- what happened, all right? So they did not lie to Congress, okay? That is, that I will, you know, if anybody thinks otherwise, let me know, uh, quote something somewhere that says otherwise. All right. So that is how it comes down. So they said that the the previous law was so bad. It was just as bad. And they said this in the opinion. uh, Roe v. Wade was just as bad as separate but equal. All right. That's how wrong Roe v. Wade is. Okay. Now, uh, and then in a concurring opinion, the way it works is there's the opinion of the court and that's whatever the, the most justices sign off. So that's everything I said was the opinion of the court. A concurring opinion is like it, uh, how do I say it? It agrees uh, with the opinion of the court, uh, but then they just want to add another couple cents, (laughs) okay? And Justice Clarence Thomas did that. He wrote a concurring opinion. So he joined in the opinion of the court, and then he wrote another opinion, just like a little uh, add-on, okay? Okay. Um, it's, it's like in an argument and then you know your mom or dad says and you know what else <laughs> so justice thomas says and you know what else he wrote uh <laughs> he wrote that if it, only the rights that are written the specific rights that have a text in it are the uh, substantive rights that's it no other rights exist basically unless it's actually written in the Constitution. And then he said the 14th Amendment, all it does is it applies those actual rights to the states, kind of like, you know, the right to a jury trial. You know, every state cannot uh, violate that right because it's a text of the Constitution. And he made it clear saying all these other so-called fundamental rights are not in the Constitution. So... Uh, and then he said, you know, he basically said, let's go back and change all these other cases that were wrong, you know, just like we're overturning Roe v. Wade. That's uh, um, he kind of uh, if it was a novel we're reading, it's like a foreshadowing that he wants to overturn, you know, like same sex marriage is and uh, and and some of these other laws. OK, now uh, the next order of business is this. It's kind of like what? OK, where do we go from here? And kind of like what's the 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 debater or how, not the debate <laughs> but uh i i laugh only because i remember in high school this was like a debated topic in high school you know the abortion death penalty things like that gun rights uh and it's like i'm like reliving these high school debates <laughs> right anyway uh so where do we go from now okay the first thing is uh we gotta have something about this settled law uh because the constitution is not being rewritten i think that the stare dcs has to be Uh, I don't. I think that because if it's that easy, I guess to overturn fifty years of law, if it's that easy, uh, again, the court didn't say it's easy. They said we could. You could only overturn well settled law if there's a grave injustice, something akin to segregation uh you know segregating schools and and hospitals right only if it's that bad then you could you could overturn the stair dcs and and overturn a previous supreme court case um and then you know okay so i think that uh we gotta we gotta like come up with something like or or make it even tougher to overturn the law because what's going to happen now It's clear, right? Uh, You know, these justices uh, one day will die, I think, right? (laughs) They they seem to live a long time, but they will die one day. I mean, for better or worse, I'm not saying, you know, I want them to die. I'm just saying, you know, and then eventually we're going to have different Supreme Court justices. So what's going to happen every like 10, 15, 20 years, everything just changes because the new justices think that, no, that was a fundamental right. Uh, I think it, it, it was something we need to protect. So I will overturn the case that overturned Roe v. Wade. Right. Uh, so that's going to be kind of weird because the United States Supreme Court is not supposed to. I mean, they're supposed to interpret the Constitution uh, and, and the Constitution is not changing. So why are the law, you know, why are their opinions changing? So uh, I think that one there's going to be there has to be some sort of reform, I think, of uh, of the way the Supreme Court is is done, because, I mean, at this point we might as well just vote, <laughs> right? We might as well just have a vote or something because that's kind of what's happening. You know, the a president could appoint someone and, and uh, you know, that he or she knows is going to rule this way or that way. Uh, so it's just, you know, so I think there was, there's been a lot of legitimacy of the Supreme Court being questioned uh, right now. So as lawyers, it's like, that's a no-no because it's the Supreme Court, you know, all throughout law school. It's like, that is the highest, you know, thing, honor, the next order of business, and this one is clear that the the Supreme Court did not make abortion illegal. It did not go so far as to say these unborn babies have the right to not be uh, killed. I don't know, they're right? They don't have that right. They didn't say that. Uh, the reason why I say that is because where do we go from now? Every state could make a law that says abortions are legal, okay? Um, So this Supreme Court, like I said, uh, it did not state that abortions are a fundamental right. uh, I'm sorry, um, that it's a fundamental right of the unborn to not be aborted, okay? They never said that. So every state could still pass a law that says abortion is legal, okay? Um, And so... Uh, so that won't be uh, changed. So I think the concern is is obviously the states that will now pass laws saying we're going to ban abortions in every every way. Uh, I think that uh, it's going to be impo- – like uh, I don't think states can pass a law saying if you leave this state to go get an abortion, that's a, a, a crime because that, that's a different thing. That's like a jurisdictional issue, and I can't see that one being upheld. Um, but I think then the only thing we can go from here if – for the people that are pro-choice, they just have to get votes, I guess, in the states where abortion is going to be banned, uh, votes that say abortion is allowed, okay? Um, because otherwise, if a state passes something, you're not going to get reprieve from the courts anymore uh, because of this decision, right? Um and so that's going to be the way it is. You just have to go to the state legislatures, you know, and uh, and that's that's what this court ruled. Um, and uh, we'll see how that goes. I know one thing's for sure. This is not going to be the end of the debate. Right. Um, all right. Wow. Let's uh, let's. <laughs> I, uh, as always, I love talking to everyone. Uh, Most importantly, I love hearing from you good folks. Uh, Please give me a call or send me an email. You know, here's my information. You can call me 619-672-1741. I love hearing from you. Okay. And as always, thank you for being here. And I'll see you folks next week in Run It By My Lawyer.